Hebrews Bible Study, number 23, The Discussion of Faith Begins. For lay leaders and deacons to conduct after the Sunday service or during a midweek Bible study session. Hear the word of our Lord from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Hebrews 11 is often referred to as the Hall of Faith, since the chapter catalogs heroes of the Old Testament as having accomplished great things and received great rewards through faith. But we must take great pains to define what faith is to the author, lest we misinterpret the entire chapter. Today we are going to focus on a definition for faith according to the author of Hebrews. The first verse appears to give us a working meaning for the term, but as we will see later on in the chapter, there is a need for precision in our definition. So we are going to look into the Koine Greek words that the author of Hebrews uses in his definition. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The word translated into English as assurance in Hebrews 11.1 1 is not the same as the assurance of Hebrews 10 verse 22, which is pleroforia, Strong's number 4136, which means a full bearing or complete certainty. Here, however, in chapter 11 verse 1, the word for assurance is actually hypostasis, Strong's number 5287. Instead of complete certainty, hypostasis, which literally means standing under, it connotes confidence or giving substance, treating something as real with a steady firmness. So the author of Hebrews is saying, that one has confidence and treats as real the things hoped for. For hoped for, he is going from the verb elpizo, which is to expect or trust something. This means that the first clause of this verse, saying that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, means that one is giving a confidence and a reality to hopes and expectations. Now, these are external to oneself. This is not daydreaming or magical thinking. One is given revelation from God via his means in order to have the faith that he places in God. We understand this by the second clause, the conviction of things not seen. The word for conviction used is alekos, or Strong's number 1650. 
It means proof oftentimes, but also has a connotation of persuasion. Somebody who is convicted or persuaded of the things not seen then puts their confidence and their substance, their motivation into the promises that come from that persuasion. So this faith is also not a blind leap as one is persuaded even though they do not have tactile apprehension of the proposition or the subject of their faith. This is why Hebrews 11 verse 6 later in the chapter will say without faith it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So faith is a product of persuasion that becomes a confidence and a substance that goes beyond this tactile apprehension. It is a trust in that which we hope for. Now we do compare this to Romans 10:17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word concerning Christ, and Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10, which tells us that faith is a gift which God grants. This means that while faith is indeed a matter of persuasion and conviction, it does involve an active belief on the part of the Christian. It is something that God grants. God opens our eyes. Now we should respond with acceptance and actually living in that faith. Grace is resistible. One may be persuaded that something is the truth, but then not actively exercise assurance or hypostasis in that which God presents, the things hoped for. We see this in the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. The positive formulation or the mirror commandment of this is that you shall worship and trust the true God, which means an active faith, exercising one's faith which God has given to them. One believes that God is real, listens to his promises and what God says he will do, and then lives accordingly in the conviction of that which God has used to persuade him with great confidence. This provides us the basis for verse 2, in which the author says, By it, that is faith, the people of old received their commendation. The phrase received their commendation is actually one word, emarturetheson, which is an aorist, point time, indicative, the action, passive. They do not earn their commendation from God. The word emarturetheson meaning something like witness. We get our term for martyr from this term. They receive this witness from God that they belong to him, that they have this faith, that their works are good based on their faith, but their works do not earn them their commendation. So the elders in the faith, 
some of whom are listed here in Hebrews 11, received this passively through faith. The hall of faith is characterized by saints that responded to this gift of true belief by living and acting according to it. The implication here, in line with verse 6, is that the only reason these individuals were commended in their actions was their faith. And we compare that with Romans 14 verse 23, which says, Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. One's material actions are secondary at best and completely worthless if they do not have this faith. Moving along, verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. While this seems a little uncharacteristic of the chapter, which details the lives of various saints, verse 3 serves as something of a mirror to verse 1. Both utilize the same word for being seen, or things that are visible. We have faith, the conviction of things not seen. Faith brings us to the comprehension that the matter which we do see is not of things that we can see. Faith does not rely on sight, just as God did not rely on matter. God creates, ordains, decrees, and acts without being material. As we read in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit. He also, thus, does not require anything visible or material to do so. The believer apprehends this by faith, as verse 3 says, which is the conviction of things not seen, namely God and his promises. So visible matter seems to act as a kind of barrier of sorts between God and the believer. It is crossed or passed by faith. Do not get me wrong, we are not advocating for the Gnostic position that material is evil on account of this. Matter would not be doing this if mankind did not have his sin problem. But we digress. One question that somebody might ask is, is faith blind then? Is it without reason or motivation? Does one believe merely because something was said to them? And the answer is no. It cannot be, for such is an impossibility. There is no such thing as blind faith. To trust in something hoped for means that there is a clear motivation, namely salvation, eternal life, etc., in the Christian context. So somebody cannot have a blind faith when they see promises which motivate them. They do not believe for no reason. Second, faith is characterized as a conviction or a persuasion in the first verse, meaning that one has good reasons for accepting the truth revealed to them. Consider Luke 24, verses 13 through 35, especially verse 27, in which our Lord Christ using the word, 
demonstrates the reasonable case for believing the gospel as foretold by the prophets. And this is after his resurrection. He starts to bring the two men traveling to Emmaus to faith using good evidence. Uh, the apostle Philip does the same thing when speaking to the Ethiopian eunuch, using the word of God to build a case for the prophetic basis for the gospel. St. Paul does this whenever he goes into a synagogue trying his best to reason with and proclaim the gospel to the Jewish people in these congregations. Faith has its reasons and motivations that prevent it from ever being characterized as blind. But nonetheless, because it goes beyond tactile apprehension, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy, so the author of Hebrews presents the heroes of the faith in the Old Testament to encourage and help us, which we will get to next week. Until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.